I'm most looking forward to uh, our team being able to show off what we can really do. I think we've been working really hard throughout this off season, and knowing that some other teams haven't, you know, had the opportunity to, or they've had, you know, positive COVID tests or different things like that. You know, we've been able to uh, rally together, not go out or, you know, do anything crazy to where we put ourselves at risk or anything like that. You know, we've been we've been staying down and low-key and keeping our heads down and working. And I think, um, you know, I'm just really excited for us to have the opportunity to be able to showcase uh, what we can do this season when our time comes. Welcome back to the Y.O. Sports Podcast. I'm your host, David Graff. It's another great day to be alive and an even better day to be listening to the Y.O. Sports Podcast. We have a chock-full, loaded episode today for you. The Pac-12 has decided to cancel all non-conference games, so that means that the University of Wyoming will not be facing off against their old Mountain West whack foe, Utah. It's a real bummer. I'm extremely disappointed, as I've talked about previously on this podcast. That was the game that I was most looking forward to. I really thought that this year's University of Wyoming team might be catching Utah on a down year so they could compete but we'll have to wait another day because they will not be facing off this fall. Maybe if the spring, maybe if the football season shifts to the spring, we'll see something different. But for now, no University of Utah game in Laramie, which was even better this fall. So Robert and I are going to talk about that. Then we're joined by University of Wyoming senior wide receiver, Aiden Eberhardt. Now, if that name sounds familiar to you, it should. Because he had an unbelievable catch, a monster touchdown in the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl this past season against Georgia State. It kind of put the nail in the coffin for Georgia State when Aiden Eberhardt came down with that touchdown. So we talked to him. We talked to him about how he ended up at the University of Wyoming, what it's like to make the transition from high school quarterback to wide receiver, what he's looking forward to most this season, and most importantly, most interestingly, what it's like to be a student athlete at the University of Wyoming right now. Then, to wrap up this podcast, Robert and I, are going to talk about should BYU just go ahead and join the Mountain West, at least for this season. They absolutely should join the Mountain West in general, but should they join it for this season with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 canceling their non-conference schedules? And that has put a huge dent in BYU's own schedule. So we'll talk about that to finish out the podcast. But first... Robert, how's it going today? David, what's going on, man? Glad to be on the podcast. 
here this week with you again. Um, great chat with Aiden Everhart we had. Excited for the fans to hear that interview. Listeners, understand you're in Arkansas this week, David. I mean, you're traveling all the time. You travel more than James Harden, man. That's cold. James Harden does not travel. It's not a travel because there is no traveling violation in the NBA. We all know that. I forgot you're a Rockets fan. That's my bad. <laughs> Huge Harden fan. Huge Harden fan. That's my boy, dude. Harden's a sun devil, dude. Yep, that's your boy. So are the Rockets going to make some noise in Orlando? We'll see. We'll see. It's kind of disheartening to learn that Russ and Harden both have COVID-19. They weren't quarantining quite as well as University of Wyoming student-athletes. Absolutely not. And another big shout-out to those guys for staying healthy, staying away from the coronavirus. Yep, yep. And that coronavirus, it's kind of thrown college football through a loop. Don't know if there's still going to be a fall season. We shall see. But for now, it's still on. And the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have both canceled their non-conference slates. But Wyoming is particularly affected by Utah no longer being able to come and play on September 19th in Laramie. That was definitely a big game. It was one that I know you and I both were looking forward to. So I'll just, my first gut reaction when I saw the news, heard the news last Friday, I was like, damn. I was really hoping for that Utah game. I really, really believe that Wyoming would be heading into that game 3-0 and or 2-0. and And after that game, Maybe 3-0. and I, I had high hopes. I honestly thought that they might pull it out and move to 3-0. and But we'll see how the season goes. The Mountain West, as Michael Katz reported in an earlier interview with Wyoming AD Tom Berman, that the Mountain West wasn't going to have a conference-wide mandatory mandate in terms of Everybody has to follow these same sort of testing protocols. It was going to be done by a university-by-university basis. Now, we'll see if that changes because it really feels like for student-athletes, if you really, really want to say that you're trying to do things in their best interest, that there needs to be a similar protocol level across the board. Wouldn't you say, Robert? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. Um, you kind of hit it right on the right on the spot, David. I mean, there's not much more to add. What were your thoughts when you heard that the Utah game isn't going to be happening as scheduled? It was about the same as you. I was disappointed. I had the same expectations as you did. I mean... We talked about it before. Utah was coming in on a down year, and Wyoming could have had a prime position to win that game. They would have Utah losing their starting running back, their starting quarterback. Wyoming coming in coming in with some momentum. Aiden Everhart talked about that in the interview. Wyoming has some momentum 
coming into the season. Looking forward to carrying that momentum. And I just think the Cowboys are going to be really good this year. And uh, it sucks because we don't know what's going to go on in the postseason with bowl games and whatnot. But Wyoming, if the Cowboys did pull off that victory against Utah, that would have looked big on a resume. Yeah, it's really tough. It's something that, I don't know, We I think we should have asked Everhart about that not being that game not being played we'll see what happens with the rest of the non-conference slate the mountain west conference hasn't come out with anything about we're only doing conference games or what have you so we'll see what happens i'm still keeping my fingers crossed i know a lot of people a lot of a lot of more in touch college football people across the nation are very skeptical that a season happens and I would I would honestly lean that way as well but I'm keeping my fingers crossed it's just it's going to be tough with the traveling and all sorts of things especially I don't know what each student body is going to is going to decide in terms of across the mountain west when it comes to are we going to be on campus? Are we going to be remote? So where does that leave student-athletes? At the end of the day, I know that schools are going to take a financial hit, and that's to be expected, but it's the student-athletes, the kids who are on, they only have four, sometimes five years to play college athletics. And let's be real. We've talked about Laramie being Craig Bowles, pro football factory, but it's not like the entire University of Wyoming team is going on to play professional football. It's only a handful of guys. So this time that kids have at the University of Wyoming, it really is their best opportunity to play football and to shine. And I'm just, I'm heartbroken that they're not going to have potentially as many chances to put on that brown and gold as they would have liked when they first enrolled at the University of Wyoming. Yeah, it's awful. And not just for the athletes at the University of Wyoming, but for the athletes everywhere, you know, all these college kids, even probably some high school kids. Um, It just sucks. Absolutely just sucks. Feel for all those, all those athletes who, you know, they're still, they're still putting in the time the effort they all love the grind but it it'll just be tough if they can't show off all the effort all the grind that they've been putting in and can't really put it into fruition no doubt couldn't be said better definitely don't want to exclude any athletes all the athletes across the united states including the high school athletes it's just it's it's heartbreaking. You only have so many years, so many games, so many opportunities to go out there and put your body on the line, especially when it comes to football. So I'm, I'm continuing to hold out hope, crossing my fingers, and we'll see. But right now, we'll talk to one of those kids who is on the University of Wyoming football team, A. Neberhart. Senior wide receiver. We talked to him earlier this morning. Shout out to the Wyoming 
sports information department, their athletic communications for helping set this up. We really appreciate them and to Aiden himself for giving us a little time this morning. We know he's got a super busy schedule. He told us all about it, actually, in the interview. So without further ado, here we go. Wyoming senior wide receiver, Aiden Everhart. Aiden, how's it going today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Could not complain. Want to start off with, it's a pretty standard question around here when we have a guest that played athletics at the University of Wyoming. How does one end up at the University of Wyoming? So how did you make your way to Laramie? You know, it was uh, really pretty much my recruiting. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Loveland, Colorado, um, went to Loveland High School. You know, I played quarterback in high school, and I was pretty undersized, you know, kind of at the time for uh, for a quarterback. <laughs> so I got uh, I got a little, you know, notice here and there from a couple local colleges. But my uh, my junior year, uh, Coach AJ Cooper um, recruited me, and you know, he was, he would call me at almost ten o'clock at night every night and uh, just check in, and, you know, talk about anything and everything, and. Um, I was able to come up for a couple game day visits and, you know, I just kind of fell in love with, uh, you know, facilities, the staff, um, and the program and where it was heading overall, um, as a whole. So, you know, I, I, I attribute a lot of it to coach Cooper, um, and him being able to give me the opportunity cause I came in as a, uh, I came in as a preferred walk on, um, and, D1, going D1 was always my dream as a little kid, and so uh, Wyoming was really pretty much the only school that gave me that opportunity, so I jumped at it. You mentioned being a quarterback in high school, so how was that transition, now you're a wide receiver, how was that transition for you? Was that difficult, or was it pretty seamless? You know, I mean, it, it, it was a little different, um, obviously it's two different, very different positions, but um, I knew in high school that I was maybe a little, I guess, undersized, um, and so I was open to coming in um, at any position, playing any position that way. So they they were talking to me right away, and they, they you know, kind of made it clear that I wouldn't be playing quarterback and that they try to get me to play wide receiver. Um, so there were... Different things, you know, kind of smaller things. I understood, you know, routes, um, pretty much depths, concepts. So the offense as a whole, you know, was kind of, I guess, maybe a little bit easier for me to understand because I already had the knowledge of kind of different route combinations and that sort of thing. So I think, uh, I think playing the position of quarterback actually helped me um, kind of understand coming in um, a lot of different things for the wide receiver position and a lot of what I kind of had difficulties with right away was you know getting off the line especially when I I came in at 160 so um, my first first, you know freshman camp or whatever was a little difficult to get off the line but with time and with coach Grant you know he's helped me tremendously with uh, different moves and how to use you know what I have to get off the line and um, be the best receiver I can. We're obviously living through this crazy time right now. I'm just kind of interested, kind of curious. What's life like for a 
student athlete at the University of Wyoming right now? <laughs> um, so right now, it's uh, a lot of this. It's pretty, it's almost the same thing every day. You know, we got uh, we wake up right away at probably six o'clock and we go run. Um, we have a big old team run. Um, it's kind of broken up into different groups, so it's not as big as you know normal or anything like that. And then after the team run, we go home, we eat breakfast, and then we go out and we go back out and we run routes and um, you know throw the ball with the quarterbacks and get timing and repetitions and everything like that going going on right away. And we go back back home again, eat lunch quick, and then we have a lift after lunch. And then um, after the lift, we go back home and eat dinner and we'll kind of hang out. And then we've got uh, position meetings over Zoom. Um, so we're going over, you know, installs or different things like that and looking at film and different things. So um, it's a pretty kind of routine day I guess and um, it's something that we've kind of been able to get used to uh, wearing masks during workouts or when we get to the facilities and lifts and all that sort of thing but uh, you know it's it's still somewhat of a pretty busy day so not too much different just kind of uh, kind of trying to limit the gatherings you guys are doing pretty much is what it is oh yeah absolutely just trying to limit the amount of people that you kind of come in contact with um, kind of throughout the day. So uh, there are a lot of fresh faces stepping up in the big roles in that wide receiving, wide receiver core. Just how excited are you to kind of be a key product on that offense this season? You know, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I see a pretty big opportunity for our offense as a whole to be able to, um, I think, surprise people is what I'd like to say. Um you know, we've been working tirelessly um, day in and day out to get better and get on the same page and, you know, all of that kind of thing. Also, I, I, I don't want to jinx it or anything like that, you know, knock on wood. But with the uh, bowl game last year, I think we built up some momentum. Even with this long break and everything like that, I think that, that momentum of being able to do what we can and score the ball um, and put points on the board is going to be able to help us carry into this uh this last season and uh you know individually i'm really excited because i think uh you know i'm going to be able to prove myself this year and get some opportunities to uh make plays both with the ball in my hands and with the ball you know not in my hands too so i'm really just ready to get back and play some football you actually were the guy who was catching passes from josh allen on his pro day so i was wondering what was that experience like for you and how do you think you've grown as a wide receiver since that experience? You know, first of all, it was, a, it was an unbelievable experience. Um, you know, Josh texted me, and I, I think I replied within probably 15 seconds, <laughs> saying, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was an awesome experience. And I remember uh, walking into, you know, the indoor facility right away and, of course, the first person I saw was Troy Aikman, and that's when I was like, wow, this is actually real. Like, <laughs> I, better, I better catch the ball. Um, so, no, it was an awesome experience, and, you know, I, it was an opportunity that uh, I was lucky to be part of, and, um, you know, Josh is an awesome guy, and obviously he's doing great things in, in the NFL right now, too. So, um, 
that's awesome for him. And, um, you know, I think uh, at that point, um, you know, I really didn't have a whole lot of game experience. A lot of it was more of just kind of practices and different things like that. Um, so I think uh, I've grown a lot in experience and um, being able to kind of look at the details of routes. Because um, right away you come in and, you, you know, you can say, oh, I'm going to run a 12-yard curl or whatever, but there's a lot more that kind of goes into it on your steps or on, you know, making people miss at the line and different things like that. And then, obviously, um, catching the ball overall is uh, something that I think I've improved upon, especially with uh, the help of Josh, too, just because he could throw it 85 yards off the fly and um, he could throw it pretty much like a baseball when you're 20 yards away. So I think he helped helped me out tremendously, um, not only with that opportunity, but uh, just being able to practice with him and catch with him and um, kind of learn from him. You're on kickoff, and you you go out there and you lay the wood a lot. Have you always been a hard hitter? Did you play defense in high school or anything, or is that just <laughs> that's just natural yeah, to you? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Um, in high school, they didn't let me play defense because they they didn't want me to get hurt. But I swear I would have locked anyone up out of corner safety. <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, I think that's something that kind of just came natural and um you know going back coach cooper um gave me an opportunity kind of earlier on in my career here at the university of wyoming and uh i think it was some scrimmage that we were having and i made a play on punch or kickoff or something like that ever since then he's believed in me and you know helped help taught me or teach me to you know go down and just make a play and uh, at the end of the day uh, find the ball and, like I said, just make a play on it. So I think Coach Cooper helped me a lot with that. And um, most importantly, he gave me an opportunity. But, uh, you know, <laughs> if I'm being honest, the last time, you know, before any of this, I played defense in eighth grade. I was outside linebacker. <laughs> yep, now you need that opportunity. Um, I understand your sister plays basketball for CSU, right? Yeah, yep, she does. <laughs> what the... What's that like in the family? Is there some trash talk at the dinner table or anything like that? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, you know, there's uh, definitely trash talk between me and her. Uh, we've got a family group chat, and it's it's not it's not even like it's you know the week of the games or anything like that. It's it's pretty much year round. Um, and the parents, you know, they're they're big on you know, Wyoming football and then CSU girls basketball. So I, I understand it. And, uh, they're, you know, so they're kind of divided. But uh, there's definitely always trash talk. And I also have two younger sisters who will be sophomores in high school this year. Uh, they're twins. And uh, they're pretty good athletes. So I'm <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, you know, make sure that they, <laughs> they don't make that decision to go to CSU. <laughs> trying to teach them young. Do you have any CSU gear? Absolutely not. I I will admit that I went to a couple games, you know, because she's she's still my sister and I, I support her and anything and hope that she does great in it, anything and everything she does. But uh, when I went, you know, it was plain white T-shirt or, you know, like a gray hoodie. And no, no, no CSU gear. And I, don't, I don't think I ever will be able to wear any either. So... <laughs> uh, that's what I like to hear. I'm glad. I'm glad you're staying safe. Yeah, they they took me out. 
the whole family went shopping right away when she made her decision out to uh, Shields down there in Loveland or whatever. And they were like, all right, everyone pick something out. So, you know, like, yeah, at least have a shirt. And I walked over down a couple hours and I was like, nah, just let me know when you guys are ready to go home. <laughs> That's a that's a proper move. That's that's the right call. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I know you're really competitive, so I was wondering if you could give us an example of your competitiveness that's not related to football. Hmm. I could go. Okay, I'll I'll go something simple as. Um, as simple as, you know, uh, like <laughs> racing to the car. As, I don't know if you want to count that, but, uh, you know, I live with uh, three other roommates and, you know, we always have like time to like go to dinner or like different things like that and we'll go as a group. But even something as like simple as like getting to the car or anything like that or um, <laughs> even if it's like, uh, you know, naming off like the capital to states or anything like that. <laughs> like, I just get hella competitive or like a card game at the house too. <laughs> I always want to win even when we're playing poker or anything like that. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear that. And so we'll wrap it up here. I just want to know going into this season, what are you most looking forward to? Going into the season, I'm most looking forward to, uh, you know, our team being able to show off what we can really do. I think um, we've been working really hard throughout this off season and knowing that some other teams haven't, you know, had the opportunity to, or they've had, you know, positive COVID tests or different things like that. Um, you know, we've been able to uh, rally together, um, not go out or, you know, do anything crazy to where we put ourselves at risk or anything like that. You know, we've been, we've been, staying down and low-key and keeping our heads down and working. And I think, um, you know, I'm just really excited for us to have the opportunity to be able to showcase uh, what we can do this season when our time comes. Well, we're really excited to have you. Aiden Eberhardt, senior Wyoming wide receiver. Good luck this season. Hey, I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you very much. And I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Aiden Eberhardt a senior wide receiver for the University of Wyoming football team. It was an absolute blast. It was really cool talking to him. It was fun to hear how competitive he is, as well as what he's looking forward to this football season. And it was surprising. He's, he's saying University of Wyoming is operating as status quo. It's a little bit different. Zoom calls instead of in-person meetings with your position group but sounded like Wyoming is operating like a football season is and will happen so that's good to hear that also leads to some of my positive energy that I'm trying to admit I'm trying to pump you up for football season because I'm certainly pumped up I can't wait I'm hoping that Wyoming on September 5th is ready to crush Weber State, send them back to the Beehive State with their tail between their legs. I can't wait. I hope you can't wait. But right now, we can't wait any longer. We got to talk about 
the elephant in the room. They've been the elephant in the Mountain West Conference room for a while. It's BYU. BYU, so far, with the non-conference closures, the first four weeks of their schedule, out the window. They were supposed to play Utah. Then they were supposed to play Michigan State. Then they're supposed to travel to Arizona State. Then they're supposed to travel to the University of Minnesota. All four of those games, gone, canceled, not happening. So that's a third of their schedule, already gone. And then at the end of the season, in the final week of their season, they were supposed to travel to Stanford. So that's five out of 12 games. Five out of 12 games that they've lost. That's almost 50% of their schedule. And in the seven games that they have left, They play Utah State, Boise State, and San Diego State. That's a nice little run on Mountain West Conference teams, wouldn't you say, Robert? Absolutely. I mean, they're already playing three Mountain West schools. They should be able to fit in the other. uh, I mean, they could fit in the rest of the schedule, and I was looking at some scenarios where they could potentially play Wyoming on September 12th, week two. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's There's a lot that could go into it. BYU probably should have never left the Mountain West. I don't know. I think that they're going to be Notre Dame or something. Want to be independent. but So maybe some Mountain West fans and some Mountain West teams don't want BYU coming back, but maybe they don't want to do BYU any favors. I don't know. They're only one Steve Young away from being back to Notre Dame level of mediocrity. I'm telling you right now. They're good enough to where they should be in a conference winning conference championships. I mean, no point in... I don't know. Maybe there is a point. Maybe there's something that I am not seeing. I'm just kidding. BYU is a good football team, but they they certainly would be competing for a conference title. I think they like the West Coast Conference because it's kind of a two-bid league and a three-bid league if BYU is also good because you know Gonzaga is getting into the tournament. And oftentimes St. Mary's is so they can't. They just have to win like twenty-ish games in basketball in that conference, and somehow they get into the NCAA tournament. This year, though, this is why you join a conference. I mean, you you have five games so far eliminated from your schedule. Right now, you don't even know the Mountain West could shift to a. No non-conference schedule. <laughs> they would be royally, royally in a bad spot. The only teams left on their schedule would be North Alabama, FCS, Northern Illinois, University of Houston, and Mizzou. That's four games. Uh, I don't know. I think that they're probably, you're right, making a ton of calls trying to get back into the Mountain West. And the Mountain West right now is trying to decide, 
do we do them any favors? I think that it would be good to allow BYU to sign a one-year lease with the Mountain West this season and just keep them included. It'd be good for all parties. What'd you say? I said that's one way to put it. Guess we'll just have to wait and see what unfolds, David. But do you think it was a good decision for BYU to leave the Mountain West back when they did? I think it was about the same time Utah did as well. I think they thought they had a chance to maybe sneak into the Pac-12 or join the Big 12 and their religious limitations, I hate to say it, have kind of scared people away. I think that they're a good athletic program, but because they won't play on Sundays and things like that, it it creates complications that I think conference commissioners and university presidents don't want to have to deal with those hassles. Neither do athletic directors. The Mountain West athletic directors and university presidents already know how to tackle those challenges. So it's a seamless fit back. I think that the Mountain West would welcome them back with open arms because BYU is not a great program, but they are a good program in a roundabout way. I think that they bit off more than they could chew. And now they're kind of biting the bullet for, for their, you know, taking it trying to go out and make it on their own and it just it hasn't been a huge success and this coronavirus pandemic certainly don't plan for it but it has really really hurt them yeah really hurt them and man the Mountain West could have been a power conference there's BYU and Utah TCU about 10 years ago, all members, and then Boise State was getting ready to join, and everybody wanted to leave. The Mountain West could have been huge. Another, I don't know, maybe it could have been another power conference. Yeah, you can certainly talk about what could have been. It's fun to reminisce, but I'll leave you here with this. I'll ask you this question, and then we'll wrap up the podcast here. What do you think is the best scenario for BYU in the Mountain West Conference? What do you mean best scenario? Well, do you think that maybe the conference says no non-conference games, but they do allow the games that are scheduled with BYU, or BYU pulls out and just doesn't have a football season? There are endless possibilities in terms of BYU and their scheduling and everything because pretty much every team in the conference has been affected by the Pac-12 pulling out of a game or the Big Ten pulling out of a game. And BYU, they need to replace a minimum probably of three of the five games that they lost. So what, what do you think is the best outcome for them and for the conference? I mean, the best outcome would probably be to allow them to, like we said, join the, like everyone's kind of talking about, join the conference 
for this weird, unprecedented season that is going to take place, hopefully take place. I mean, it'll give the fans football. It'll give the players a chance to play. And we were talking about all the effort and the grind and all these players are putting in. And that won't seem to go to waste. They'll have a chance to play. And we said earlier, it would probably be good for all parties. So why not just try and make it happen? Mountain West Conference, BYU, make it happen. Play in the Mountain West Conference this season. And if you dominate, then you can you can hold it over the Mountain West Conference so you're better than them and you don't need them. If you get your butt kicked, you come back with your tail between your legs and you join the conference. That's what's going to happen right there. Exactly. Let's hope that it happens. Let's hope that a football season happens. Keep hope alive for football. A 13-team conference wouldn't be that bad. I don't know. I don't know how to do math. <laughs> Blocked out of college because I couldn't do calculus, so I'm not going to try and calculate what 13 teams in a conference means for football when you got to have two teams playing one another that's for smarter people than me and i'll leave you if you are smarter than me to try and figure it out tell me about it tweet it to me tweet me the solution at mr david graff on twitter robert is at r munoz 307 on twitter He's always tweeting out great stuff. He's always supporting the University of Wyoming and the Cowboys State. This man knows Wyoming sports. Shout out to Shakewell for the music. We'll be back next week. Sorry for the late episode this week, but we couldn't get Aiden until Friday. So go into your weekend with another great episode of the Wyo Sports Podcast. And stay safe out there. Shout out any suggestions, baby. Now 